Hello and welcome to another video manna. I'm Pastor Jeff Glenn and it's my pleasure to take you through the word each week. We've been in Genesis and we'll continue there this week. This week we get to see Israel, who's um, formerly known as or still known as Jacob. He's been now visited by his returning sons and been encouraged by them at the revelation that Joseph is alive to return to Egypt so that they can be saved from the famine. We know that there's about five more years of this famine left to come, and we know that Joseph wants his his dad and, and brother and all of his uh, brothers to come into Egypt. And in this story, we'll see God's provision and his, his protection, and you know, there's a lot in here. So we'll try to cover these, these big hilltop moments. But always take time to, to read for yourself and really soak in what's going on here. I think when we first read this, we know we see a little bit of the introduction here of Israel beginning the journey to go back to Egypt, and then it lists all of his offspring. So we have this big chunk of just people's names. And sometimes our, our eyes can gloss over a little bit when we just read a list of, you know, here it says there's about 70 um, people that are listed here. These are all Jacob's family that are going with him. But but don't miss that. Continue to read through that and expect that the Lord is going to show you something through that. Especially here, what we see with the list of all of Jacob's offspring, his, his sons and their sons and some of his daughters, is that at the hearing of this invitation from Joseph to come into Egypt, we see that, that Jacob had this moment where the Lord met with him at, at Beersheba, and the Lord spoke uh, to Israel. And it says here in verse 2, Then God spoke to Israel in visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here I am. So he said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not fear to go down to Egypt, for I will make of you a great nation there. So this harkens back to the for uh, God forbidding Abraham and Isaac from going down into Egypt at, at a similar famine um, decades earlier. So this is God assuring Jacob not to fear that he can go down into Egypt. And he tells him why in verse 4. I will go down with you to Egypt, and I will sh also surely bring you up again. And Joseph will put you, uh, and Joseph will put his hand on your eyes. So this promise that, yes, they'll go down to Egypt, um, they'll make a, a great nation in Egypt, but it will also bring you up again out of Egypt. So this, this whole reminding of Jacob is, is your promise, your promise is to be a great nation, your promise is to have the land of Israel for yours. So, so going down into Egypt for this period of time it's not abandoning that promise. It doesn't prevent you from that promise. In fact, it's being used as a provision for that promise because this famine is going to be so severe that you'll need to go and be provided for. And so God is providing for Jacob and his family. Then we read through all of these names. But what's, what's the big takeaway here, among others, is that, that from this moment on, so, so Jacob heard God. And from that moment on, he was all in. Like he, he gathered up 
all of his people. He gathered up all of his livestock. He gathered up all of his goods. So we know that jo um, Pharaoh had sent um, carts and donkeys down into um, to where um, Israel and Jacob and his family was um, to, to bring all of them back. And so, so Jacob didn't leave some people back. He didn't hang back himself. He was all in at the word of the Lord. And so that, that served him well. That's a big frontline takeaway here. And we see that, um, you know, it's a challenge for us too, to and not only in our lives to, to listen, to hear the word of the Lord, but I'm reminded of John 27, or I'm sorry, John 10, 28 and 27. And this is Jesus. And he says, and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall any of them, no, 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 neither shall they be snatched out of my hand. And so this is, this is the sheep, this is us. Um, my sheep know my name and uh, hear my voice. So, so Jesus and us having this close personal relationship so that we can hear his voice and recognize it and understand um, that it is him. And that takes... Um, some work on our part, in a way. I'm reminded of this other story of Elisha in 1 Kings 19, 9 through 12. And this is just after he had had this big encounter with the prophets of Jezebel on, on the mount where the fire came down and consumed the altar and killed a lot of the, the false priests of Jezebel. Um, he has a moment of, of of lack of faith, and so he finds himself in this cave. And, the, and so verse 9 and there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said to him, What are you doing here, Elisha? So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel for have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. And then he said, God said, and then God said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And the wind, and after the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And so that for us, you know, and as we're trying to listen for the Lord, you know, there's a lot of tumult and chaos and a million different things that we have going on, a million different obligations that we have. And, you know, some things can seem like they're falling down around us and, and um, just deteriorating before our eyes. And, you know, with the circumstances of our lives, they, stuff can sometimes just seem unstable. Like, where are we going to land in all of this and what's going on? Um, this is when we need to listen and we need to quiet ourselves and we need to listen for that still small voice of the Lord of the Lord. And we can find that in his word and in our devotional time. And so as as Jacob here heard the voice of the Lord, he also was all in. And that's another challenge for us today too is is when we hear the Lord clearly, this idea of it's time to move. Um, not not sitting back and and wondering or questioning, but, but to move. And so the, the first part of that, obviously, is making sure that we hear uh, the vo voice of the Lord clearly. And 
Um, the last thing that we see here, which is not disjointed, but we also see the care that the Lord has for us. Um, in verse 31, after they've arrived in Egypt, we see this great reunion between Joseph and his father and his um, other brothers, but, but this great reunion here between, between Joseph and, and Jacob. And then comes the time when they need to meet uh, the Pharaoh and the Pharaoh's representatives. And so Joseph goes before them as their representatives. So in verse 31, Then Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's house, I will go up and tell Pharaoh and say to him, My brothers and those of my father's house who were in the land of Canaan have come to see me. And the men are shepherds, for their occupation has been to feed livestock, and they have brought the flocks, their herds, and all that they have. So it shall be when Pharaoh calls to you and asks, what is your occupation? Then you'll say to him, your servant's occupation has been with the livestock and, and on. So this going before the people, Joseph, we saw this previously when he, when he was sending all of the carts and the livestock, he told the, the Pharaoh that he was going to do this. And now that the people are in the land, he goes before them again, interceding before them, making sure that there is a welcome place for them in, in the land, which there is. And so Joseph acting as an intercessory agent is just pointing us to Jesus, that, that as people of Jesus, we need to listen for his voice, resting in the fact that he's gonna provide for us, that he's going to protect us, and he's going to intercede for us. And so and I hope that's encouraging. And until next week, uh, stay encouraged and stay in the word.